Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork. For today's episode, I will be sharing an excerpt from one of my books called You Got This, An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. With all the disturbing current events we're facing, people all around the world are experiencing overwhelmingly high levels of stress right now. I feel strongly about the need to help empower people to be resilient and able to handle their problems. You Got This is a thoroughly researched, easy-to-read, well-designed action plan to calm feelings of fear, anxiety, worry, and stress with a wide variety of proven cognitive behavioral therapy techniques that empower people to regain a sense of peace and control in their lives. You Got This will show you how to decrease stressors, increase coping skills, increase confidence, increase resilience, and find solutions to your problems. The book is available in paperback and ebook formats on Amazon. Today's excerpt shares some of the science behind our emotions and how it affects our bodies and our minds. Emotions by themselves are neither good nor bad. Instead, they are either helpful or hurtful, depending on the intensity, duration, and circumstances. Fear, anxiety, and worry are psychological and physiological responses to danger and can be a central part of our harm avoidance system. In other words, they are intended to help keep us safe. However, if they get out of hand, they may interfere with our physical, mental, and emotional well-being. They can harm our health, performance, relationships, and happiness. All emotions have a positive aspect. Stress, fear, anxiety, and worry can activate the sympathetic nervous system, often called the fight-or-flight response. Activating the fight-or-flight system can help increase the physiological response known as arousal, not to be confused with sexual arousal. Arousal is the physiological and psychological state of being awoken or of sense organs stimulated to a point of perception. In other words, it means we're awake and alert. It increases heart rate and blood pressure and causes a condition of sensory alertness, mobility, and readiness to respond. This higher state of arousal means we're ready to fight or run away as necessary, and it helps to keep us safe. In addition to protecting our well-being, a slight increase of arousal caused by fear, anxiety, worry, or stress can actually improve our performance. Increased arousal caused by feelings of stress when you're taking an important exam can help you focus on the test and remember the information that you studied. Likewise, when an athlete is poised to make an important move, like a basketball player shooting a free throw, an increased level of arousal can help him make the shot. Our bodies and minds perform better with a little bit of excitement or stress. However, this is true only up to an optimal point of arousal. If we feel too much stress or anxiety, then the level of performance drops. Sometimes it drops 
dramatically. Too much test anxiety can impair your ability to concentrate, and it makes it more difficult to remember the correct answers. And if a basketball player gets too stressed out, he may choke and miss the shot. In psychology, this relationship between arousal levels and performance is known as the Yerkes-Dodson Law. The law was first described in 1908 by the psychologists Robert Yerkes and John Dillingham Dodson. Through a series of experiments, they discovered that mild electrical shocks could be used to motivate rats to complete a maze. But when the shocks became too strong, the rats would just scurry around in random directions trying to escape. Their experiments suggested that there is a relationship between performance and arousal. Increased arousal can help improve performance, but only up to a certain point. At the point when arousal becomes excessive, performance diminishes. There are lessons from the Yerkes-Dotson curve. Stress, fear, anxiety, and worry are often considered negative emotions, but they are actually a part of a beautifully orchestrated design to benefit us by increasing our performance and helping to keep us safe. They are not our enemy, and we don't need to eliminate them entirely or pretend that we don't have these emotions. Remember that according to the Yerkes-Dodson curve, a little bit of arousal caused by stress, anxiety, fear, worry, or whatever can actually improve our performance efficiency. If we have low arousal, we don't care, and we don't perform very well. But with a moderate level of stress, we actually increase our level of performance. We are energized to face whatever challenge is ahead. However, high levels of stress and anxiety decrease performance because we become overwhelmed. The arousal caused by stress and anxiety no longer give a little boost to help overcome challenges. Instead, they actually compound the problem by making it worse. Most people are aware of the negative consequences of stress and anxiety and its toll on society and on individuals. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults in the United States ages 18 and older, or about 18.1% of the population every year. That means that about one out of every six people suffer from some type of anxiety disorder. Treating anxiety can be expensive. The average annual medical cost for individuals diagnosed with any anxiety disorder was estimated at $6,475 in 2005. Furthermore, it's not uncommon for someone with an anxiety disorder to also suffer from depression, or vice versa. Nearly one-half of those diagnosed with depression are also diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Some experts believe that depression is caused by a feeling that you are unable to solve your problems. Therefore, learning how to cope with fear, anxiety, worry, and stress in a healthy manner is an excellent way to help prevent depression from creeping in. We want to be able to calm and manage these emotions 
so that they can benefit us rather than harming us. Understanding a little about the autonomic nervous system helps in understanding how the results of our emotions can be either helpful or hurtful. Our bodies have an autonomic nervous system, which regulates bodily functions such as heart rate, digestion, respiratory rate, pupillary response, and so forth. The autonomic nervous system has separate branches. One is called the sympathetic nervous system, and is often called the fight-or-flight system. Another branch is called the parasympathetic nervous system, which is often called the rest and digest system. In many cases, both of these systems have opposite actions, where one system activates a physiological response and the other inhibits it. In other words, our bodies are designed to naturally take care of things like our digestion and immune system to keep us nourished and healthy. But during times of an emergency, the body puts those things on hold in order to direct energy into more important things, like the ability to run away from danger right now. Our bodies produce a stress hormone called cortisol, which is like a built-in alarm. It works with certain parts of your brain to control your mood, motivation, and fear. It accelerates heartbeat, increases blood sugar, and alters other body systems to prepare your body to respond to the danger. When your body is on high alert, cortisol can alter or shut down functions that get in the way. These might include your digestive or reproductive systems, your immune system, or even your growth processes. After the danger has passed, then your cortisol level should calm down and your heart, blood pressure, and other body systems will get back to normal. This is a wonderful, natural, and automatic process designed to help keep us safe and enable us to quickly respond to danger. However, this fight-or-flight system is only intended to be in use for short periods of time. And if we keep our bodies constantly in the fight-or-flight response with worry and stress, it can negatively affect virtually every organ system in the body. According to the National Institutes of Health, prolonged stress has been shown to cause numerous health problems, including anxiety and depression, headaches, heart disease, memory and concentration problems, problems with digestion, trouble sleeping, weight gain, weakening of the immune system, making you more likely to have colds or other infections, high blood pressure, upset stomach, ulcers and acid reflux, increased rapid heartbeat and heart palpitations, panic attacks, cardiovascular problems, increase in blood sugar levels, irritable bowel problems, backaches, tension headaches or migraines, chronic fatigue syndrome, respiratory problems and heavy breathing, and worsening of skin conditions such as eczema. This short list includes many of the physical problems that can arise from chronic worry, stress, anxiety, and fear. But there are also many social, mental, and emotional problems as well. Chronic worry, stress, anxiety, and fear can negatively affect our performance at work. It can negatively affect our relationships. It can negatively affect our happiness and well-being. When we're on the wrong side 
of that Yerkes-Dodson curve, our performance in every area diminishes. Stressors and Coping Skills A stressor is an activity, event, or other stimulus that causes stress. Stressors are those things that cause fear, worry, anxiety, panic, or stress in our lives. Coping refers to our response to those stressors. It relates in how we deal with and attempt to overcome problems and difficulties. If we were to graph our stressors and our coping skills, we would get a pretty good idea of our state of being. If our stressors are low and our coping skills are high, then we are at peace. If our stressors are high and our coping skills are also high, it might be challenging, but we are typically able to overcome any obstacles. However, if we find that the stressors are high and our coping skills are low, then our feelings of stress are high and we feel overwhelmed and unable to cope. Our Coping skills can typically be broken down into two areas of focus. The first is our expertise. In other words, it is our level of skill, ability, confidence, and resources to do whatever task is before us. For example, a five-year-old might be overwhelmed by the task of adding six plus seven. But to a ten-year-old, that task is extremely simple. Likewise, for a 15- or 16-year-old, the multidimensional skills necessary to drive a car may seem overwhelming, but an adult may find that same task relaxing, since it requires very little effort. This is true every time we learn a new skill. As our expertise level increases, the task becomes easier, and we're able to cope with the demands. Another aspect of coping skills is called somatic quieting. Somatic quieting turns on the relaxation response in the body. The relaxation response is essentially the opposite reaction to the stress response. It is a process of turning the rest and digest system back on. This releases chemicals and brain signals to make your muscles and organs slow down and increase blood flow to the brain. The term relaxation response was coined by Dr. Herbert Benson, an American medical doctor, cardiologist, author, and a founder of mind-body medicine. His book, The Relaxation Response, describes the scientific benefits of relaxation and shows how it can be an effective treatment for a wide range of stress-related disorders. The relaxation response counteracts the physiological effects of stress and the fight-or-flight response. His research, conducted in the 1960s and 1970s, helped to demystify meditation and brought it to the mainstream by demonstrating how meditation promotes better health, lower stress levels, increased well-being, and reduced blood pressure levels. When our bodies and minds are in a constant state of fight-or-flight, it narrows our focus and gives us a sort of tunnel vision. If we can get out of that fight-or-flight mentality and turn on the relaxation response, even for just a few moments each day, 
It gives our body and our mind a break. It broadens our focus, and we are able to find new and creative ways to solve our problems. You are stronger than you think, and smarter than you think. The answers to your problems are most likely already inside of you. You just need a way to tap into that greatness and set it free. Therefore, these two separate aspects of coping skills, expertise and somatic quieting, are interrelated. Calming down and turning on the relaxation response helps us get back to the top of our game by broadening our vision and tapping into our own creative problem-solving skills. In this book, we're going to discuss ways to decrease our stressors as well as ways to increase our coping skills. I hope you have enjoyed this excerpt from my book, You Got This, An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. I feel strongly about the need to help empower people to be resilient and be able to handle their problems. So I will continue sharing excerpts from the book in other episodes of Linda's Corner. In closing, I'd like to share a quote from Leslie Householder, the best-selling author of The Jackrabbit Factor. Organized, well-researched, and filled with easy-to-read personal stories and examples, You Got This is a great resource if you're feeling overwhelmed. See you next time on Linda's Corner.